Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone. You can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. And this month, the month of January 2023, we're talking about, hey, how do we position for this year? With everything we went through last year, we want to make sure we are ready for what's coming this year. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to my program last week, I'm going to encourage you to head on over to our YouTube channel at the Crystal Clear Finances and pull it up and watch it. I did get a little preachy, I must say, but I'm telling you, this is something I feel strongly for. We have a year of preparation ahead of us that if we will take advantage of it, if we will position ourselves correctly, not just with what we're buying in the stock market, but how we're handling our finances, how we're handling our family relationships, all components, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, if we'll do the positioning that God is asking us for, I believe will be positioned to walk into the abundance he has for us because it says he has good things planned for us. And I'm realizing, yep, I'm back on the preaching pulpit again. Oh, so let's talk about what we want to talk about this day. And what we're trying to do for this program is we want to go over positioning tactics that you can take for 2023. And part of that is that I believe there's three key steps. The first is evaluating where you are. The second would be, hey, well, where is it you want to go? And then third, you got to have a plan to get there. And so we we're taking time last week and then this week to make sure we go through what are the predictions that are out there by Chief Investment Officer Robert Dahl of Crossmark Global Investments. Boy, that's a mouthful right there. And I want to go through these with you because I have followed this gentleman for years. And I know before he used to be with Nuveen. And then he said, you know, I really want to do more values-based value as in this is what I believe. I want to do more values-based investing. And so that is why he's at Crossmark now. And we've kind of just followed where he went, and it's wonderful. So let's jump in about what we're talking about today. We've already talked about 2022. We've talked about the good, the bad, the ugly. And we have said that in 2023, the market is still cranky. It has still gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. And we've got some bumps we're probably going to go through this year. In fact, when we go through these 10 predictions, let's read them together. We can see that the first one, which we covered last week was that uh, Bob Dahl expects that we're probably going to go through a shallow recession. I know, I know, if we're not there already, right? Some I know many of my clients will say, Crystal, we are already in a recession. We're not going down that rabbit trail. We're just saying, I understand that there is one that is predicted for 2023 based upon the Fed's action and in raising the interest rates. I am going to, just so that you know, I am going to link these top 10 predictions underneath my YouTube channel so that you can click on it. You can get them. You can write him. You can do whatever you'd like with them. Bring them in. We'll talk about them. But they're there for you because I believe they'll help you be prepared for this upcoming year. Now, the second prediction that they have is that inflation will fall substantially but remain above the Fed's target. 
What does that mean in English? Well, you know the feds want to get inflation down to 2%. Hmm, we'll just pause on that and have some sila. But what we think is going to happen is that inflation will come down, but probably not what the Fed is hoping, which is why they keep hard-nosing and saying, no, we're going to keep raising these interest rates to 5% till we get what we want. So let's see what happens this year. Again, we're not victims of it. We're not at their mercy because we can do other things in our life to prepare what's going to happen future down the road. The third prediction is that the Fed's funds will reach 5% and remain there for the balance of the year. Okay, so let's think about this. The market starts doing good. People start getting hopeful again. Then they say, you know what? I don't think the Feds are that mean. I think that, well, they might not raise the rates. The Feds are actually nice and they get optimistic, right? And it's getting the time where they make their little announcement and then they come out and it's not nice. And then all of a sudden we see the stock market go down and we see people get all agitated. Wouldn't it be much easier to just expect that the stock market will probably react to whatever the feds do and the feds are probably going to raise the rates up until 5% and then we're gonna hang out there for a while. So it's gonna get harder to borrow money. It's gonna be rates will go up and I want you to think about that. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have opportunities in front of us. There's other ways to be prepping behind the scenes for when the rates come back down. But we may see the rates up for all of 2023. So just something to tuck away in the back of your mind. Another prediction is that earnings will fall short of the ex expectations in 2023 because of cost pressures and revenue shortfalls. Okay, so what does that mean? Yeah, so maybe your um, stock accounts might not do that good. Maybe the dividends aren't going to be high this year. Maybe they're not going to be higher in 2024 because remember, when dividends are declared, they declare them at the end of one year and then they pay them out the following year. So maybe in 20, just saying, maybe in 2022, when people were still getting those dividends coming in and they thought, hmm, my dividend stocks are doing better, those dividends were being paid based on what they did in 2021. And remember, 2021, things were going good with the stock market. So maybe in 2023, not so good with the dividends, not so good with the stocks. Does that mean that we pull out of the stock market. I keep saying this over and over. No, it just means we need to be aware we know what we're dealing with. So when every quarter you hear, the quarterly earnings have been reported and the stock market's going down, don't act shocked, say, Psh, Crystal already told me that. That's like old news. I already knew that was coming. All right, let's look at number five for the top 10 predictions. It says no major asset class is up or down by a double-digit percentage for only the fourth time this century. So that means stocks or bonds or different types of asset classes, real estate, all these different ones, they're not anticipating that they're going to be high this year. This is more like, hey, I'm just going to kind of break even. I'm just going to tread water. I'm going to start buying things while they're low. I'm not looking for the external evidence of growth this year. I'm not gonna open up my statement and expect to see it grow. Where you could be looking 
if you wanted to, if you want encouragement, is if your financial advisor is buying you more shares while the market's down, then you open it up. You don't look at the balance. You look at the number of shares because during the down times, right, that's when we want to buy those shares. So they are saying right from the get-go, no major asset class is expected to be up double digits. Now, for those of you who are listening who would like to data mine and try to be your own financial advisor, this point, it's for you. Because it's saying energy, consumer staples, and financials, they think that's what's going to outperform utilities, technology, and communication services. That's what they're predicting for this year. Now, does that mean that it's going to happen? No. Does that mean that you should go invest in it because I read this on the radio? Absolutely not. Sit down with your financial advisor. Make sure this meets your risk tolerance. Number seven says that the average equity manager beats the index in 2023. The average active equity manager. So let's talk about that a little bit because that can be confusing. What is active versus passive? A passive manager, fund manager, or mutual fund, or a financial advisor, the approach is set it and forget it. Buy and hold forever and ever, amen. And I want you to know there are some good points to that, right? The thought process of understanding that markets go in cycles, that you can't jump out mid-cycle. If you were on a roller coaster ride, heaven forbid you wouldn't jump out at the top of the hill or the bottom of the hill. You just finish it and then say, I never go in on that again, right? Well, that's what we need to understand. So there is truth in that buy and hold. But I look at companies, one that I won't say their name because I don't know if compliance will allow me, but it's two letters. And it used to be huge and had its fingers in everything across the United States and then got over diversified. And now their dividends are nothing. They did a reverse eight for one split, right? You think about all this stuff that it went into. What if my thought process was, I'm buying this dividend company because it was a dividend paying company back when Jack owned it. And what if you bought this and said, I'm never going to let it go because I'm buy and hold forever. Is that wisdom? What we need to do is we need to begin to look. And when we look at something, we don't evaluate if we're getting rid of it because it's down. We look to see the management style. Has management changed? We look to see the services. Do the services really meet what the people need? We look to see of their leverage. Have they overextended themselves? Are their finger in long-term healthcare or aeros technology and all these different things, or should they have just stayed where they were supposed to? See, we have to, I believe, have a long-term focus, but that doesn't mean we set it and forget it. And that's more of a passive mindset says, I'm just going to set it, forget it, buy it and hold it and live there forever. And we can point one company after another where that has been a flawed thought process. Now, in active management, active management, well, we're going to buy this. Okay, that's no longer good. Now I'm buying this one, and then I'm buying this one, and then it's like, whoa, what's that one? Tigger? Tigger's a wonderful thing. The top's made of the rubber. The bottom's made out of spring. Bouncy, 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 bouncy. Okay, so active management means there's a lot of action in there. There's buying and selling and moving. I get worried about that because sometimes we don't let something mature. You know there's stages, right? 
there's stages in companies. You have it when it's just the seedling, right? It's just getting started. There's like one person running it. They're doing wearing every hat under the sun. Been there, right? And they're doing everything. And it's in this adult, this this infancy stage, it's called. And you don't really make any money there, but you take care of it and it takes all your time. Kind of like a baby. Then it goes into an adolescent stage where, oh my gosh, this thing's like actually making money. And that's one of the most dangerous stages of a business because now it's making money and it's like, I'm 16. I can't be hurt. I'm Superman. And that's when stupid mistakes are made. Am I allowed to say that on radio? Yeah, you can. Because that's what happens with these companies. They overextend themselves, their adolescence, and they feel they can never fail. But if a company will go through infancy and it will go through their adolescent stage and you let it get to maturity, Oh, now that's a place where it's learned, oh, I fell down and scraped my knees on that. I'm going to be careful not going over there. I'm going to be careful to keep more cash on my savings. I'm going to make sure that I keep more money on the books. I'm not going to overextend. Mature companies, mature companies that can grow and pay dividends, now that's a nice area to be. Now you might think, well, Crystal, isn't that buy and hold? You're buying these mature companies. But here's the, the area that we have to watch. Mature companies, when they go from infancy to adolescence to maturity, then they go to bureaucracy. Bureaucracy is when you go to their front desk. I'm not going to say Sears or any other company. But you go to their service desk and you say, hi, I'd like to return this broken craftsman hammer. And they say, oh, well, that's not our policy. But wait a minute, this is what made you famous. This is what you stood by. This is who you were. And it broke, it really broke. Oh, we're not doing that. That's not our policy. And something else comes up and something else comes up. And when you get to a place where a business is more concerned about honoring their policy than honoring their people, honoring their clients, that is a telltale sign, in my opinion, that that company has now fallen into bureaucracy and unless it goes back to infancy and reinvents itself and comes alive again, that can die. And so when we look at active management versus passive management, it's important that your financial advisor understand, okay, I see what's going on here. And I know this company's down. It's just being an adolescence. It's 16 years old. Give it a break. They've got enough wiggle room. They've got enough strength. They'll come out of it. In fact, I'm going to buy a few more shares because I see who's mentoring that 16-year-old company, and they're going to be okay. Then you, the pass, that's more of that passive look. When you look at those, you have to decide where they are in that process and decide which ones you hold and which ones you say, they're going down. So what they're saying here is the active ma equity manager, the prediction is in 2023, is going to beat the index. So in other, in other words, you need someone at the, at the helm, someone who's looking at your portfolio that's looking to evaluate. You know, one of the things that we did in 2022, as we began to see, ooh, yeah, not only is the market going to be down this year, it's going to be down this year. What are we going to do? We pulled every stock that was in our portfolio and we researched it 
and we said, okay. And there's special software that we use, different subscriptions that we have. We said, all right, where are they in their business cycle? Where are they in their product or service that they were offering? And we began to evaluate it. And I was so pleased, except for one fund manager who we had to fire, we were able to look at them and say, yeah, the accounts are down, but they're down just because of what the Fed's doing in different economic pressures. And we can't put it all in the Feds. There's a lot of things that, that happen. But we were able to look at this and say, guys, there's things that we can start buying of because what we're anticipating coming in the future, though, of course, compliance never guaranteed. So I would say before we go to our break right now, when we're looking at these predictions and we look at them and they say active management and they talk about active versus passive and does that really make a difference? I'm going to say what exactly what I said last week. Sit down with your advisor. Make sure they're pulling your portfolio. Make sure that they can say, yeah, I've looked at this stock and this stock and this stock. And you might say, but Crystal, I don't have stocks. I'm in funds because stocks are riskier. We'll talk about that later. But inside those funds, guess what's in there? <laughs> Stocks. So make sure that your financial advisor is aware and ask them, are you an active manager or a passive manager? And we'll be back in just 30 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances. It's that time of year. The ball has dropped and New Year's resolutions have been made. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Unfortunately, the stock market doesn't make resolutions and it isn't promising to be good for 2023. But that doesn't mean we can't move forward. Knowing where we are, where we want to go and actively engaging in a financial plan can help 2023 become a year of preparation for future blessings. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and create your plan today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Thank you as always for joining me. I love over the past 24 years getting to meet you and hopefully those of you watching us on the YouTube channel or those of you listening to us by radio are gonna reach out, say hello. If there's something you'd like me to talk about, trust me. I can talk about it. Can't you tell? <laughs> so I'd love to co cover the topics that are of concern to you. So I'm going to finish today by going over the top 10 predictions. Again, these are from Robert Dahl, who's with Crossmark Global Investments. There's going to be a link on our YouTube channel, so don't worry about it. This is something we want to provide for you. Is it guaranteed? No. Do I like his thought process? Do I like seeing how he's come to the conclusions? Do I believe in those? Yeah, I do. I like watching what he has to say. I like watching Finney Curvell when I look at Eventide and get their insights on what's going on because there is wisdom in the counsel of many. And so I continue, even as a certified financial planner and qualified kingdom advisor, in reaching out to chief investment officers and those who are skilled in this area, that's all they do. They don't meet with you like I do. They just look at this. So let's jump in. We had just finished the section on uh, prediction number seven, talking about active management versus passive management, understanding that stocks and companies have business cycles. So let's go to the next one. And this may surprise you. It talks about how international stocks 
should outperform the U.S. for the second year in the row. Now, I thought this was so surprising. I mean, last year, when you think about what happened with China and the no COVID and shut everything down, you know, you think about the war with Ukraine, you would think U.S., right? All the way. Well, I always think U.S. all the way. But what I'm realizing, too, is that international companies have done well, too. Now, here's something to understand with that. When you talk about international companies, that doesn't mean that they're companies that don't have a home presence in U.S., right? They can be established companies that say, hey, maybe they need our product or service over there. And so they expand over into different countries. There's a lot that's developing, a lot. You'll even hear when we, in fact, it's the next one, when we talk about prediction number nine, it talks about India surpasses China, this is huge, as the world's largest population and is the fastest growing large economy. So do you think there are companies in the United States that are getting themselves over and are already over in India? Absolutely. It gets so hard, doesn't it? Sometimes when we look at things in life and we look at our own little world and we get consumed with it, we forget there's other people out there. I know in the middle of winter, I forget how gorgeous Florida is. So my wonderful friend Joni calls me and says, hey, Crystal, what are you doing? I'm going to the beach this afternoon. <laughs> Not bitter, hashtag. So what we have to understand is because I get used to my environment, I think everyone's like that. And what we have to realize is sometimes we think U.S. is the only place. There are a lot of places where growth is happening. And there's growth happening in the U.S., if we will take our time to look at it, and that goes back to what we talked about last week as well, when we talked about the difference between recession and depression. Recession, okay, so there are pockets, there's things happening. United States is uncomfortable right now, but we're not in a depression where it's a massive global thing. So the last prediction, and then I wanna talk a, a, about your circle of knowledge. The last prediction when we talk about this is a double digit number of candidates announced for presidency. Uh, 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 uh. Not touching that with a 10 foot pole, but I always like to know that he is keeping in mind the politics too, because we talk about the feds, but you guys do know, we all know, the politics that even impact our stock market, the politics and the feds and the taxes, everything. It's all one big gobbledygook. And that's as long as we know that, then we know how to circumvent. We know how to, to get through it. So those are the top 10 predictions. I wanted to just go over the conclusion with you because I think that we need to understand that the full effect of what happened with the monetary tightening over the past 10 months, that hasn't been felt yet. We got to work it out. You know, I know this is probably a poor example, but I was just thinking about how I ride, ride my fake Peloton bike every morning, do my workout. And yes, I ate a little bit too much at Christmas time, so my workouts are getting longer and harder trying to. So this morning, I did the most awesome workout. And I know what's going to happen is the next day and the next day, I'm going to be limping around this office because I did such a great workout today. And we all expect that, right? If you push it in one area, you're going to pay for it in the other. Why do we think it's different with the market? Why do we think that we can do all this monetary tightening and then this, and then of course, before give money away, all these, give it away, pull it back, say yes, all of a sudden slap and say no. And there's no repercussion. 
we got to go through the process. So let's just breathe and let's get through 2023, not as I'm surviving 2023, but realizing good chance they'll actually finally call it a recession. It'll probably be shallow, no guarantees, and we'll probably all come through it fine. And those of you, and this is where I'm going to, you know, really focus, those of you who will do positioning, who will say, I'm going to make some changes, I think you're going to come out good on the other side. Because if you'll make the right steps now during 2023, you have 2023 to get your household in order. That's the best way I can say it. Now, I want to sh shift gears a little bit. And if you uh, are watching on YouTube, so today you won't see it, but we are going to be at a place where we're going to start showing what's on my computer screen on our YouTube channel at Crystal Clear Finances, because I feel there's some important aha moments that may be helpful if you actually see it, not just hear it. So what I want to walk through in our remaining time together is the importance of understanding, yes, we took time, we talked about where the stock market is, we talked about where the economy is, we talked about the importance of understanding the financial planner that's working with you. But I think it's equally important that you begin to understand where you are. You might say, oh, Crystal, I already did my bills this weekend, I know exactly where I'm at. Well, you know, sometimes going back to that living in New York and having lots of cold and forgetting there's sun in Florida. I don't know why that Southern accent all of a sudden came up, but there you go. You get to have that. That was a special freebie right there. But what we need to begin to do is put everything in perspective. In order for us to see where we want to go and create a plan, we need to get the proper perspective when it comes to our finances. And that's why the circle of knowledge is so critical because there's a universe of knowledge that we have, a way that we believe that we see things. And when we look at this, we know that there are certain things in life, we know that they're to be true. I know that I have brown hair. It's actually brown. I don't dye it brown. It's really brown. And yes, there is white in it. And I understand that too. I know that to be true. I'm getting older. I actually like it. So there are things in life you know to be true. Hopefully you know your name. Hopefully you know your wife's name. Hopefully there are some things you know but there's actually things you don't know. I know I don't know how to do open heart surgery. I don't know why my car works when I turn the key. I just know it does. And I'm okay. I don't need to know those things, but I am smart enough to know that when I'm going to need help, I'm going to call someone to help me with my car. If I need open heart surgery, I'm going to get the best open heart surgeon that's there. These are things that I'm going to ask for help on. But here's where it gets dangerous in life. There are areas in your life that are blind spots, areas that you don't know that you don't know. And we know what a blind spot is, right? When we're driving down the road and we look to our left, looking pretty good. We look to our right, okay, things look good. We put the blinker on, we start going to the left and the horn starts honking and you're like, where did that semi truck come from? It was traveling the same speed as you were all of a sudden it got right in your blind spot. And because you didn't see the information in your blind spot, you almost were hurt by taking a wrong turn in front of it. The same thing happens in your finances. We have these blind spots that unless we know about them, unless we do something to make sure that we have the expanded knowledge that we need, we can get hurt. Now there are steps that we can take, but unfortunately, 
as I'm looking at the clock right now, I can see that we're running out of time. So I'm going to invite you to come back to our program next week, whether you join us on our radio program, whether you're finally going to make the jump and become a subscriber at Crystal Clear Finances on our YouTube channel, however you find us. I would encourage you to come back because this circle of knowledge, ways to correct it and ways to help put in perspective who you are and where you really are. When we begin to talk about the fact of, are you in the top 50% in this country? Top 25, top 10? You might say, Crystal, that would never happen. I can never be in those. But we need to find out where you really are because the guidance, the insight, the wisdom, the creativity and counsel that's given to you needs to match the level of income that you're bringing in. It needs to be on the same par. Well, we are at the end of our time together. I want to encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule your free initial consultation. Let us know if you'd like to attend one of our upcoming webinars. Join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.